Episode 114. Blog Talk Radio. It's the middle of the night, actually far after the middle of the night, uh, where I am, and uh, yeah, decided, uh, well, we was, ch- was chatting with uh, Kelly over at her show. Uh, I don't have to call her your girl Kelly, my girl Kelly, our girl Kelly, just Kelly, whatever. But uh, we were chatting about podcasting and how that worked and what she could maybe do to promote her little show. I shouldn't say that. That sounds that sounds demeaning. Her show, and... Um, and I thought, well, it won't be easier if we could just, like, talk. And I said, well, you know, I have this blog talk radio thing, just like she has, and I could just start a show and we could talk on there. And I think she just called in. Are you there, Kelly? I am here. Hi. Hi. And you've got the show. How are you? I, I am fine. And yourself? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, even though I kind of freaked out and, like, the whole blog talk radio thing kind of messed up. I'm good. Yeah, it's the uh, that's that's the other thing about doing it on Skype is basically the Skype end doesn't crash when BTR does. Of course, the Skype end crashes when Skype crashes, but Skype doesn't crash that often. But that was just another thought there. But we were talking about um, about you know about podcasting and such, and uh, relatively speaking, I have a lot of people that listen to my shows. Um, depending on what you compare with, I know I know one guy. Well, I mean, if you look at somebody like Steve Ely who does a science fiction. Uh, Science fiction magazine thingy, uh, audio mag. He you know buy actually buys stories and has them read on his show and whatnot. He's got like seventy thousand or seventeen thousand or something or other. So he's got a lot more than I've got. But um, you know, I've got relatively a lot, I guess, of people that listen. So, but we were talking about that. Compared to me. Sorry. Yeah. Compared to me, I have you know I have a good amount you know for me being a first time podcaster, but. I want more. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Let's see. Let's see. Somebody I know is in the chat room already. Oh, awesome! Hi. I'm not sure who that is, but uh, no, Putty, yeah, Putty Rocket has has their own show that they do. Um, that's basically you remember I mentioned those pod, those uh, audiobooks that I recorded. They're on podiobooks.com. And uh, Potty Racket covers a lot of the things that. Uh, and uh, Ron, if you wanted to jump in, you can uh, you can call in too. Maybe just use the click to talk thing, save yourself a dime or whatever phone call. But um, we, no, no, I basically those uh, the the audiobooks I've got are actually on PotioBooks.com, and they do uh, a show about audiobooks and audiobooks and whatnot and pr- promotional thing. We were talking about, and I think this is her, just a second, 909 area code. Let me click on the thing here. Da, 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 da. 
Come on. Are you there? I am. Are you there? I'm right here. Hi, Rhonda, meet Kelly. Kelly, this is Rhonda. Hi, Kelly. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. And Rhonda, are you... Are you? I was... Uh, Sorry. I was... No, no problem. I, I, I've been having problems with the blog talk chat rooms tonight. Yeah. So I decided I would call in instead. It's easier to listen. <laughs> yeah, and Ke- Kelly had actually gotten cut off a couple of times from the phone lines on Blog Talk Radio end of things. I haven't had a problem with the phone lines, but I did have some problems with the chat room earlier, and I had some problems with the uh, uh, with 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 my playlist. Uh, the you know the files list that they have on there. I had some problems with that. Mm-hmm. I actually had to start my program, restart my program about 15 minutes in. I just said, heck with this. I just started over completely, played the intro music, and started started with the first song all over again. But we were talking about podcasting and how that works. Because Kelly's got her own show on Blog Talk Radio. Is it just, it's called, um, what's the official name? Is it Your Girl, Your Girl Kelly, or is it? It's called Slavana because <laughs> I'm, I'm new to, um, to podcasting, so I thought I'd name it. And, you know, it, I have flaws, but, you know, you get the whole me. You get, you know, good good speeches. You, know, you get me stuttering, and you get, like, commu- communication mixed up and everything like that. So it just, you know, it kind of, the whole thing, it's called flaws and all. Yeah, okay. Actually, <laughs> and what do you cover? What, what do you cover on your podcast? Um, well, I'm a radio student, so I'm trying to practice being like actually on the radio so i play music i have news i have weather i have celebrity gossip i normally have a hot topic of the night like tonight was summer and we're talking about you know good you know what's your good summer what's your bad summer and kind of you know trying to relate to the people and have people call in and be a total interactive you know show i think that's what i want to do i want to do radio for a living so i'm just trying to practice it's all practice and i just trying to be good hey that's how you get better at it right Grizz? Yep. oh yeah practice 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 i uh well you should sometime you should try listening to some of my very first shows my goodness there's a there, there's there's a rule in podcasting that basically the first five shows generally speaking they suck but if you go into <laughs> if you go into it knowing they suck, they're going to suck. Then you don't really feel that bad about it. You know, you try things and see if this. Oh, that didn't work. Well, let's try this, and so on. So um, you get a, get a little bit a little bit more experience, and you, you fiddle with things long enough. Eventually, things you start saying, "Oh, I know how to do that part now," and so on. And things fall into place. Oh yeah, yeah. We were actually talking a bit about promotion too, because uh, she's. Uh, She's got something of an audience, but uh, we were talking. We were we actually after after her phone, or the 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 BTR phone system kicked her off a couple of times. She we were just chatting in the chat room, and I thought it'd be easier to discuss that stuff uh, over the phone anyway. And I figured, what the heck? I I I, um, I I like to say I've got three different podcasts I have to fill with content, and I haven't done anything for Grizzly Scrowls lately. So I figured I just. You know, puts we we could talk about this stuff, and I could take the recordings and turn that into a grizzly's growls, and you know, save myself a step. <laughs> put put you all yeah, the work. I've actually, I've even actually um, like Craigslist my shows just to get more people to like listen. Like Craigslist, like hey, this is my link. These are my times. Come in, and you know, I MySpace. I did the MySpace, the Twitter thing, the Facebook thing. And yeah, this is like listen to me. Yeah. Yep. You kind of have to spread the word. Yes. 
Yeah. One thing, one thing I was suggesting was uh, getting a getting a promo recorded, and do a little promo swapping with uh, other people with shows. You know, because I mean that's most absolutely. That, that's where I've gotten a lot of my uh, a lot of my uh, a lot of my play, so to speak. Because basically, I've gotten other podcasters to play my promos. I play their promos, and uh, even if I never thought about that. Part. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to be anything too too terribly elaborate. Just a little music and you talking and say, "Hi, this is Kelly from uh, Flaws and All, and I wanted to, I wanted to invite you to check out my my show. I play a little music. We talk about whatever topic happens to be interesting for the day, and you know, you put a little music ba- background music behind it, and and you can find it at, and you give them the link to the thing or whatever. Yeah, you, you need to put together something that'll actually be a, an easy link to say on the, on the recording, though. That's the that can be the tricky yeah. part. But uh, I got my. Yeah, I, well, I, have, I have promos that I play throughout the show, but it doesn't have the link. I just, you know, like previous shows, if, if I've had a call or whatever, I um, I have those, but it just, I don't have the whole link or the times or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got another caller in here. I don't know who that is, but let's go. Let's find out, shall we? Turn it into, turn it into a party. Did somebody bring beer? Anyway. Let's see. Clicked on the thing, and if it's going to work this time. Hi, who's there from the 347 area code? Hi, uh, this is I'm um, Actually, good friends with Callie, and I'm calling in because you told me you're talking about how the shows were going down tonight and all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we were talking. And uh, I want to know, uh, your show went down, like, all night, too? Like, or did you have to keep restarting it or deleting it? Callie, I think that one was for you. Um, yeah, well, um, they they wouldn't let me call in. They said one post at a time, and my switchboard had my number on it. I even called in as a guest, and I was talking. I was trying to do news or whatever, and it still kicked me off, and I tried to call back, and it wouldn't let me. I didn't know if there was music playing or if it was dead air. I was like, oh, no. And Grizzly was telling me that, you know, Blog Talk has had a lot of problems, you know, tonight. So I didn't freak out like I normally would, but... Yes. Yeah, I basically freaked out about it. I guess it, I kept trying for like 40 minutes, and I just stopped trying to. Yeah, for some reason, it's, one thing it was doing to me today, I, I tried probably four or five times to get logged in. This time it actually worked the first time, which kind of shocked me. But um, the, the the first time, I for the, my regular show, which of course is a busier time of the day, I suppose that makes a difference. They kept telling me, this is not the PIN number associated with your accounts. Well, I just copied and pasted into the dialers. So that's the nice thing about using, <laughs> using Skype is you just cut and paste and it'll just have a dial for itself. And sometimes that works. But uh, I don't know. It does something weird with caller ID or something. But you know, another possibility, um, you were just calling in on a regular phone when you called in for your show, Kelly? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, both Kelly? Yeah. You were just calling yeah, in on a regular phone? Yeah, because I was thinking. Yeah, we're both calling. Yeah, because what I was thinking, when you were called in on your phone, since it, you said it was still showing your number there as called in? I'm wondering, uh-huh. I'm wondering if yeah. you somehow if you somehow bumped the uh, like the flash button on your phone and actually had the had the call had the show on hold on the other on the other line. Um, no, I, I don't think so. I um, honestly, um, because it went to my screen, it went to the picture that I had on it. There was no um, no hold or anything like that. Hmm. 
because I was thinking maybe because I mean it was still showing your number is still being connected. Maybe it was still thinking. Maybe you were, you like hit the flash button on the phone and had to connect it on the other line though. But um, we'd um, like I say we were talking about a few possibilities for promotion too in particular because uh, like I say BTR's little technical difficulties is not not a whole heck of a lot you can do about it unless you actually own Blog Talk Radio. Which I don't. So, um, oh, none of us do. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that would be that would be one way to go. Like I say, get a promo, uh, short. You know, a minute can a thirty minute, to sixty seconds. Yeah, minutes top, minute tops. Minute tops, thirty seconds would be good. I mean, think about when you're listening on the radio to a commercial. How long would you want it to be? Um, another thing is to do. You can do is what they call rejoiners. Those uh, I've done and have actually been really popular. Uh, a rejoiner basically. <laughs> The traditional form of a rejoiner, you, of course, you've heard a million times. You just never heard it called a rejoiner, perhaps. Um, of course, you're a, good, you're a broadcast student, so maybe you've heard this one before. But, uh, you know, the, we, we now rejoin our regularly scheduled program already in progress. But if you do something like, hi, this is Kelly from Flaws and All at, da-da-da, whatever your link is, and you're listening to Grizzly's Growls or whatever, you know. And do those, uh, you, you do those on a show-by-show basis, and, of course, it's not, most programs want those little things and like I say that only yeah. takes you like 15 seconds of work and so on so you get, yeah 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 and so. most podcasters in the field are more than willing to trade promos around I think it's okay. one of the don't you find Grizz that the people in the podcasting community are really willing to to pump each other up Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, um, probably the best uh, explanation of that particular rule that I've heard is from, uh, I listened to a podcast, actually, of a little conference at one of the, uh, a, a panel discussion at one of the conferences they were talking about, I forget which which, which con it was, but uh, Steve Ely came in and pointed out something out that, after all, nobody listens to just one podcast. So anytime you can promote uh, promote any podcast or get people get somebody to listen to a podcast. You're actually promoting podcasting overall. And if you if if you can encourage even one more person to start listening to podcasts, there's a pretty good percentage that one of they might listen. One of them they might listen to is yours. But people who never listen to podcasts aren't going to listen to yours either. Of course. So so anytime yeah. you can, you know anytime you can promote a podcast, you promote podcasting overall, which is always a good thing. So yeah, most people are. Are pretty good about it. I don't. I haven't necessarily found that to be always true on BTR because it is a time. You know, it's a time thing. You're really listening to mine. You're listening to somebody else's. Some people are a little touchy about that, but uh, no. Generally speaking, for regular podcasting, anyway, the pre-recorded kind, most people are, are pretty cool about it. You know, if you if you have something decent and a decent sounding promo and something hopefully something kind of clever to say, it doesn't hurt. Doesn't hurt. It's not hard to do. Not hard to do a promo. The the rejoiners are real easy too because you know exactly what you need to say anyway, and you can do almost exactly the same rejoiner for practically every show. So that's how. Do you have like any advice? Oh, go ahead. Or you get creative like we just did with uh, Wonder Radio. I don't know if you heard that one yet or not, but uh, Heather and I did this Twilight Zone thing where we were magically transported to Wonder Radio. It was a hoot. Oh, yeah. It was 45 seconds long. It was really cute, and he's gotten a ton of compliments on it. So um, if you just get a little creative and start listening to podcasts and hook up with the person that's running them and 
and just say, you know, hey, I, I'm doing this radio show, and you want to you wanna swap promos? Most people will just say, yeah, sure, send your promo over. Sure. Another cool. thing. I think Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, Nancy or C do that. Like you said, we're really good friends. We're you know, best friends. So we try to promote each other or whatever. And I've seen, like, a lot of people try to, like, oh, this is my friend's podcast. You should listen to it. So, you know, we're new at this. We've only podcast for about, like, a month. Maybe I've probably been doing it for two months. He's been doing it for a month. Mm-hmm. And we love it. So we're just trying to, you know, try to get more people to listen, try to make, you know, have a voice and have people's stories inspired because we just want to inspire people. Sure. And, you, you know, great goal. Sorry. <laughs> Highly trained professional. That's a great goal. I mean. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, um, uh, another thing, too, uh, one way to, uh, it's, it's kind of, it sounds sneakier than it really is. Um, when you comment on somebody else's podcast, you know, for example, if you just do, if you just do a typed in podcast, because uh, most podcasts have, most regular podcasts have a blog associated with them. With most blogging software, if you type in your, um, if you type in a comment on their blog site, one of the things that you'll be typing in will be a, a link to your website. And once you link from their website to your website, that does a couple of things. For one thing, if people click on your name, it'll go to your site. And if you mention that, you know, you know hi, this, this is uh, this is Kelly from Flaws and All Podcast, they will click on your name and go back to your site. Another thing, too, that that does, oddly enough, one of the drivers behind Google's um, page ranking system is what sites are linked to yours. So every time that you put a comment on somebody else's blog for their podcast, that actually adds to your Google page ranking, too, because there's a link now on their website to your website. Which, like I say, sounds sneakier than it is, because it's perfectly fine, and it's built to work that way, so what the heck. Um, The other thing, too, is if you do voice comments, because a lot of the time, I mean, I know for me, especially for the Grizzly Scrolls podcast, because it really doesn't have a topic, um, I like having voice comments because that way I don't have to think up more stuff to say. So if you call into their line and say, um, you know, hi, this is Kelly from Flaws and All podcast. I wanted to and, and listen to their show, of course, so you have actually something to comment about. And I was listening to your show number, and I had a question about this, or I wanted to say, you know, I had something similar happen to me, you know, and you give them, give them a little something to play on their show. It doesn't necessarily have to be just a straight-up promo. You're mentioning, you mention who you are, you mention where you're from, but you also comment on their stuff, and they can comment back, and so on. So you're actually giving them content, but you're also promoting yourself by giving them that content. So that's another thing oh, to keep in mind. Yeah. How do you do voice comments? Well, most of the time, uh, most most shows have a uh, call-in line. Works kind of like the guest call-in line for your for your um, for your BTR show, except it goes to a voicemail thing. Uh, I have I, I actually have two now because I've got I've got most of the regular podcasts have a uh, call-in a voice comment line with a service called K7. It's I believe K7.net, and it's free or Snapvine. Yeah. I, we have Snapvine on our site. Okay. Okay. And the nice thing with K7 is if you call in there, leave a voicemail, 
K7, it gives you a free number. It's actually in the Seattle area code, so there is there is that. It is a long-distance call for people. But if you call in, leave a voicemail there, it gets turned, in, it gets, uh, turned into a file and emailed to you. And then you could, for example, take the WAV file that they sent you and uh, load that up in your, uh, in your block BTR site and play that. And then comment back on when you're playing back the message and so on. So that's another possibility. And like I say, most podcasts have some kind of a comment line. I just added one uh, from Google Voice, which if you happen to get an invite for it, and I don't really know where the invites come from. If I, if I knew how, I would probably get, get an invite sent to you, but I don't see any. I've never seen a mechanism on Google Voice to do that. But if you have Google Voice, you get a free phone number. You can get a number actually in your own area code that way, which is nice. Mine actually, I, I specifically dug around to make sure I got one that was like a, what they call a vanity number. Like mine is 218-234-CALL. 218-234-2255. So people call that. Uh, right now it's set up so it only correct, records voice, voice, voicemail. Um, so people call in, they leave a voicemail there. You can go onto Google Voice and download the file of the voicemail. And again, I could put that into a podcast. Or I could upload it on BTR and put it into a podcast that way. And uh, so those kind of things. But most podcasts have those. And uh, if you listen to the podcast quite often, um, they will mention the comment line on the podcast. Or they will have a link on their page for leaving a voice comments. Or um, I, I have seen it done, too, where people will make part of the title of their file the phone number to call and leave comments. Which is a clever trick in its own right. So, but nice. Uh, yeah, I never thought about that. Yeah, another thing too is if you do that with really big podcasts, like uh, I did a call in for the Don and Drew show. I, how many do you listen to any other podcasts other than your own, or do you listen at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we listen like um, Be Heard. He, I listen to him, and we listen to Nick G. Me and CRC are big fans of Nick G. He's a, uh, he has his own blog talk radio thing, mm -hmm. and he's a rapper. And we play his music on our shows, and we go over, and we show him love. And we actually like him. And I think um, Blueberry Gossip, I like that one. It comes on, like, Tuesdays and Thursdays. I really like them. It's mm -hmm. kind of like my show, but it's, like, for guys. Okay, okay. Yeah, a lot of the podcasting ones are, uh, podcasts are specifically... The download and listen to it on your MP3 player or listen to it on your computer if you want to. Uh, Don and Drew show has, oh, hell, I don't know, 20 or 30,000 people that listen to it. And a while, oh back, a while back, I had recorded for them, because they have their own comment line, um, which actually is a, is a vanity number, but uh, it's, it's if you use the words that go on there, uh, well, it's... Well, one way of spelling it is 206 Mom Duck. And if you look carefully at your phone, you will notice that D is not the only letter on that number. But um, they, they do that. And I actually recorded a, uh, a thing for them once that, Hi, this is Grizzly from the Grizzly's Growls podcast. And if you'd like to leave a comment for the Don and Drew show, you could call 206 Mom Duck. And uh, and Drew was kind enough to put that in their rotation for their um, 
for you know for the for the comment lines they have like you know like a half a dozen or a dozen people that they rotate through so every time my little thing comes up on the podcast i get a few more people that are aware of my podcast at grizzliesgrowls.com and they come over and maybe listen to me so that that can work if you if you find shows that are like what you do that kind of helps a little bit too you know but yeah sure and and yeah. uh, go ahead no, go ahead. I was just you know, saying that, yeah, that's true. Like, I never thought about you know, doing stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's there, there's lots of possibilities. And one thing, like I say, the first thing you got to realize is that other podcasters are, generally speaking, and I don't know if it's, again, I don't know if it's universally true on BTR, but I know in regular podcasting, most podcasters are more than happy to promote your show as long as you're, you know, turnabout is fair play. If you do a promo, if if they play your promo, you play theirs. You know, you, you swap promos back and forth, find shows that you like and you have something kind to say about it and call up and say the kind things and they'd be more than happy to have you play you uh, on their shows saying kind things about them, like most people, I guess. So that doesn't that doesn't hurt a bit either. Um, no, another, thing, another thing you could try, Kelly, is to um, you find a, a, a BTR show or a pod, podcast that you really like that you're enjoying personally, and you write a blog about it. And mm-hmm. you, put that, you put that blog up on your site, and you link up their, their audio in any way you can, and then you shoot them a note and let them know that you mm-hmm. blog them up. And um, when you do that, they go, oh, wow, somebody's, somebody's listening, and they're spreading the word. Do they have a promo? Can I, can I return the favor? And then uh-huh. people start, yeah, people start blogging about your stuff, and you blog about their stuff, and it gives you something extra besides yourself to talk about and your show to talk about, even though you are promoting your show. It just, mm-hmm. It's just another way to, you know, bring more people in, because when you touch someone else's fan base by getting your name on their podcast, then you're touching their fan base. So their fan base, you know, a portion of those are going to come over and take a look at your podcast. They're going to come over and take a look at your radio show. That's true. Yeah. Okay. You might not get all of them. I mean, I haven't had uh, 10 no, or 20,000 no. people come listen to mine, but uh, I've had whatever group out of Don and Drew's listeners come over and listen to mine. I've had uh, people from uh, what's the one Bloodthirsty Vegetarians that I've listened to for a long time. I've done a few things on theirs. And... Uh, you know, whenever whenever I get an opportunity, I do keep showing up on 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 Rhonda's uh, on Patio Racket. Mainly, yeah, that... you do keep showing up at Patio Racket. We like that about you too. And congratulations on winning that free book tonight. That was awesome. Uh, I got a kick out of that. I had to I had to leave, of course, the last minute because your show comes on just before mine. So about uh, I had to jump out just before just about fifteen minutes before the end of yours, so I could go try 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 to get into Blog Talk Radio to do mine. <laughs> And I just I got yeah, in well, like when you jumped out when mm-hmm. you jumped out our chat room crashed oh. and we lost everybody in chat but actually got four more callers in which was really cool and um, Brian Rathbone had a really good time on the show and um, congratulations on winning a book Chris no, I thought that was pretty cool I have an ex I I shouldn't I think have that's pretty cool. <laughs> what's it you know, by the way another another example of plugging by the way what was the name of his book again the drawing of power it's a trilogy a fantasy fiction trilogy 
three books in one um, in the print edition. And one of the things he did that was really cool for us tonight, all the people who didn't win the four copies of the books that he book that he gave away tonight, he gave them promotional codes and lowered his price on um, on on Moby. I think it is Moby Moby Pocket, where he oh, has the yeah. uh, uh, iTouch. Yep, at to ninety nine cents for anybody who is listening to the show or comes in and picks up the promo code from his website. You can get the whole thing in digital for mm-hmm. ninety nine cents, less than a cup of coffee. You can get the ebook for less than a pizza, and it, it's really a fun ride. Yeah, and it was called The Drawing of Power. that's how you promote somebody else's stuff. <laughs> there you go. And it would be, it would be patiobooks.com slash title slash The Drawing of Power. The dash drawing uh, dash of dash power. Something like that. Right. Or brianrathbone.com for, for all the details. Right. And uh, one thing, and that's another thing, Kelly, when you're looking at promotional stuff, too. When you mention, well, like, now I mentioned his book on the, on, the, on the website. When I go ahead and do my show notes for my regular podcast for this, one thing I will do is put a link in my show notes to where to find his book, since I mentioned it. And since we've been talking about your show, uh, Flaws and All, I will be putting a link in the show notes for my show on BTR and on my regular podcast to point to where your podcast is. You know, so the, you know, turn about, you know. And I, well, I, and then if you've got your Google alert set up mm-hmm. um, to pull anything that comes out, I mean, I, and I know Brian Rathbone does have his Google Alert set up because every time I do something for him, he immediately is thanking me for for showing him some love and you know talking his stuff up. And so you know, if you've got your your Google Alert set up, as soon as his as soon as Grizz's show notes go live, you're gonna get a little reminder. However, you have it set up on Google Alerts, and it's mm-hmm. gonna tell you who's talking about your stuff. And you need to go tell those people thank you. Thank you goes a long way. Oh, yeah. And oh, doing yeah. This. And what is Google Alert? I don't have that. Okay, so you just go to google.com and sign up for Google Alerts. And what you'll do is type in key phrases, your name, your blog mm-hmm. talk radio show name, your website, um, anything that, that you think as, as a meta tag would be something that someone would type in to, to talk about you. So for me, it would be, I would, I would put in my name, my book title, the name of the radio show. I would put in a couple of the keywords and phrases that I use in the book all the time that we use mm-hmm. at Patio Racket all the time, like Razor Racket. Um, and then every time those phrases come up in Google as, as searches, somebody puts it out as a blog post or, or a comment somewhere, I get a note via email from Google Alerts, and it, it shows me the link to where it is, and, and I, I'll tell you what, I, I'm amazed sometimes at where my name and Patio Racket and the name of my book come up from all mm. over the world. Yeah. It's really amazing how, how spreading the word like that really works, and it, if you don't have Google Alerts set up, then you really sometimes don't know that people are doing kind things for you. Yeah. yeah. yeah basically, basically, alerts is alerts works as if you were doing a Google search manually, except it does that automatically. Like once a day, I get told uh, every time somebody mentions Grizzly Smith or Grizzly's Growls, any that Google stumbles across anywhere on the web. Um, 
So that's, you know, it's a nice feature. And like I say, if somebody, in fact, is talking about me, it's always a good thing to stop by and say thanks. And for that matter, um, if you were talking, going, you know, every, everything ties to everything else. If you wanted to make a voice comment for somebody's podcast and they happen to mention you on their podcast, one of the things you could be calling about, calling in was, hey, say thank you for uh, mentioning me on your show. Really appreciate it. And I will be listening with interest and so on. So, like I say, if you find out somebody did mention your show on their podcast, go back and listen to that episode and say thanks for having them mention you. And if there's anything else in, of interest they're talking about in that show, you can comment on that, too. So, like I say, everything ties to everything else. Yeah. Have, yeah. Pat, have, have, have you overloaded like, you yet? Are, are you overloaded yet? <laughs> no, you guys have given, given me a lot of good ideas. Like, I have Snapfly, but I don't use it. You know, I've maybe used it, like, three or four times, so I'm going to totally put voice comments on there. And um, I, as me and Theresa have been going around to different shows, and we're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll play this, we'll play that. And so, you know, now we just got to make promos and be like, oh, we'll swap promos. Yeah. And I never thought I, about that. Yeah, and I gave you a link for uh, for where I've got my what five i think actually i've only got i i should say i've only got five of mine on there because i've also got the promos for the audiobooks i did which uh that's another thing too if you can do that sort of thing uh, voice acting isn't for everybody but um i recorded five different audiobooks and each of these and those are all on audiobooks.com each of those books on there has a link back to my regular podcast website so the books mm-hmm. The website helps promote the books. The books help promote the website. The website helps promote the podcasts. The podcasts help promote the books. And, and can uh, you say the word viral? Oh, yeah. Ooh, viral. Because you go in viral, Grizz. <laughs> Just a bit. <laughs> the, one, the one that's really, really amazed me has been Flatland. Because uh, that one... Of course, I think that made, what made one of the things that made a difference there was the... Uh, um, was the the fact that that particular one happened to be listed? Well, I mean, for one thing, it was a book that everybody was familiar with because most people, at some time or other, have read Flatland. Sometimes they had to in school or whatever for math class. But uh, with that one, because it was sort of science science fiction ish, I had listed that under science fiction, which it, which is where everybody looks anyway, and that helped a lot. You know, and then having it instead of just putting the whole book up at once, I put one episode up a week, even though I didn't necessarily not have the episodes ready till that week, but I wouldn't actually put them up until that week so that each time a new episode came up, it would say, and there's a new episode up for for um, for Flatland up on the website. So it got mentioned and mentioned and mentioned and mentioned. So you got to you got to milk it for everything you can, you know. Um, is, is there a point where you shouldn't do something? Like, how much promotion should you do? Like, cause I, I, cause I see people doing, like, promotion and promotion and promotion, and, like, I just want to know the person. I don't want to know when their show is on or I don't, don't want to know when their event is on. Is there, like, a way that you should stop or you should keep on going? Like, I don't want to be too much where it's annoying, you know? Well, I think the trick there is to not make it all about promotion. Okay, like for example, if you, if um, you have a guest, if if I have a guest on my podcast, um, 
then you know I, I certainly it's like for, for example I had Natalie Brown on my on my on my on my show on my BTR show the other day and she's a she's an indie musician whose music you ought to check out for your show by the way uh, and I um, she wasn't there entirely all about promotion we were talking about her we were talking about her music career we were talking about some of her favorite musicians and so on so we actually had something to talk about other than saying gee whiz is Natalie Brown is wonderful by her records. Um, but you know, we, and we played some music, which was the content itself was interesting. And we also did happen to mention, you know, put a link in the show notes for her, uh, for her websites and, uh, and the same, it's the same deal. If you go on somebody else's show, if you have something intelligent to talk about, that kind of helps too. And it's common courtesy in any podcast to, you know, when you do, do, do the show notes, put a link in there or at the end of the show and at the end of the show, probably you'd mention, and his website is such and such, you know, so that way you are, you're producing content. You're talking about something that'd be of interest to people, but you're also promoting. But if you, if you're doing only promotion, that gets kind of tedious. I agree with you there. <laughs> Yeah, that makes it that makes it one big long commercial. But it sounds like the the radio show you're doing, Kelly, has content. You're doing weather, you're doing news, you're playing music. So to throw a short promo commercial in there for someone else's podcast, or to tell somebody that you know there's a competition coming up, you know, to do this or that, um, that is that isn't annoying. That is again, you have to determine whether that's news or not. For Patio Racket, we kind of have this rule of thumb. If there's a competition going on, that's news. Okay. That's not just plugging their stuff. They're giving something away. That's news. Mm-hmm. That's newsworthy. But if, if you know, um, I could talk all day long about J.C. Hutchins because I just admire how he promotes. Mm-hmm. I don't want to spend my, my whole show talking about J.C. Hutchins, although I do think that the man is brilliant when it comes to uh, online promotion and and pushing his work, um, you just have to like say to yourself if if it's annoying to you, then it's going to be annoying to the people who choose to listen to your show. Okay. Sure, sure. Yeah, and, like. Sorry. Because <laughs> um, I have MySpace and like all these people promote their events and stuff like that, and they they post like five, six, seven bulletins at once. I was like, oh, well, I don't want to know that, but. You know, is are they really getting a lot of people to do, you know? Can I give her an example, Gris? Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So yesterday on, uh, I mean, Tuesday on Patio Racket, we had um, Seth Harwood on, who is a, a, a big podcaster author mm-hmm. uh, from for Patio Books, and um, he's been picked up by a, a Three Rivers Press for Jack Wakes Up. And um, we spent a week every day, kind of retweeting back and forth, Facebooking, talking about the show coming up, you know, not being obnoxious about it, but just saying, hey, don't forget that we've got this set of reminder for it so you don't miss out. And then um, I have a thing that I do for every show. One hour before the show, I do a countdown to the show because you never know who's, who's going to see it in your stream. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have a lot of followers, so so I don't know who's going to see it in my stream because I have people from all over the place. So they may catch it when I post it the first time. They may see it two or three times, but the rule of thumb is for the Internet, if the, people don't go to a link until they see it between five and seven times. 
So once they've seen it enough, they'll click on the link and go to it. That's how, and uh, Seth Harwood, we had 284 people live at the show. Oh we, had, we had, uh, I don't know, 20-something in the chat at one time. We had people asking questions right and left. It was a killer show. And that's because we did the work to promote it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and Twitter's, Twitter's a pretty good tool for that because you can be talking about, uh, for example, when, I, when, you know, when I'm setting up for my show, I'll be talking about the troubles that I'm having with Blog Talk Radio, which, by the way, involves me mentioning that I have a show coming up on Blog Talk Radio. Um, I'll mention, you know, I, I twittered back when I, you know, when I was playing, uh, Natalie Brown stuff, I was twittering back and forth with her. And of course she was twittering back to me and she was mentioning. So people kept seeing me in her Twitter stream and they kept seeing her in my Twitter stream. And, uh, by the time the show came on, essentially everybody knew that we were doing one. Um, I think hers, we did at some ridiculous hour though. So it didn't actually work out for a lot of live audience. But uh, some, I mean, but in that, archive, it'll work out, right? Oh, yeah. In oh, archi- yeah. We're getting a ton of hits. We're getting a ton of listens in, in, in archive. And I wouldn't be on the phone with you guys right now if I hadn't seen Grizz come up in my stream saying that he mm-hmm. was live right now. Yeah. And that's another... Because I saw it come up and I went, I went, oh, oh, he was at my thing and I want to say congratulations on winning the book. So, <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's why I stopped by. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and you can... If and you do you ha- guys Twitter between, like, in the show? I'm sorry, I missed that. Do you guys Twitter in, like, in the show? Like, I normally be like, oh, I'm playing, you know, Kelly Clarkson or whatever, you know, whatever the song is. Just using it for an example. Like, do you guys do that? Is that a good idea, you think? I think for somebody who's playing music, that could really work. Yeah, a lot of the okay. a lot of the shows that do play music do, do a lot of that. Um... I've done that, especially with if it's somebody that I know is on Twitter. You know, when I when I play Natalie's music, I, I you know I mentioned that I'm playing such and such from at Natalie Dash Brown, whatever, or Lavar Thomas. I do that. Uh, that when I played the thing for um, from City Hayes, I found out he was on Twitter, and I added him in there. And so yeah, it's it's worthwhile. You're mentioning it, so you're mentioning it in your stream, so the people that are following you are getting it. There, if they comment back, then the, the people on their t- on their stream are finding out about it too. So, and if uh, you're adding if you're adding someone with it, it's hitting their stream as well. So if you know like the if you know that the artist that you're playing is on Twitter, then make the message added to them. So at whoever is playing one of their songs right now live on, and yeah. give your link. Well, that's a good idea. Yeah, the reason I have my- it's yeah, it's double hitting the streams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's um there's a mechanism in uh, BTR now where you can actually have it automatically once anyway. Say, by the way, I'm doing a live show, and I don't really like the way those messages are formatted, but they do them. You know, so yeah. if you're in the middle of trying to get convince BTR to actually let you call in, it will still like mine uh, is set up to you know do a message 15 minutes. Uh, 15 minutes before yeah, the show, which is which is the one you saw, Rhonda, I believe, uh, because I've completely yeah, forgotten um, about for, one, of the, <laughs> one of the problems with those automated messages, though, is the formatting's really poor. Oh, it's lo- ugly. And I am forever changing those messages. 
And if you link your social networking sites with a vehicle like Ping FM, Ping .fm, that then I put my my whatever's happening hits my personal Twitter, my Facebook account, my Plark account, my my MySpace account, mm -hmm. um, and and it comes up on a couple of blog sites that I belong to. So so those are networks. So I'm really only posting once, and it's hitting seven sites. Sure. And what was it? Ping FM. It's Ping P I N G dot F M, and it's mm -hmm. one of the most reliables that I've found for doing multiple posts to, you know, a lot of different sites or multiple blog posts to a lot of different, you know, if you have a bloggity account, if you, you know, if you have accounts on, on Shine and, you know, all the other places you can blog, you don't want to be rewriting your blogs all the time. And not yeah. everybody is going, so they see your blog twice, so what? Oh, yeah. It, I mean, it's just not that big of a deal to see a blog twice. But if you're, a lot of people will only grab one of your RSS feeds. So if, if you're putting it in one space, then you're only hitting a, a portion of the people that you can touch with the information. Okay. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so try ping.fm. I love that, that it's a free service. It's, it's really convenient. It's so easy to work. I mean, you know, it has to be easy because I'm doing a ton of this stuff. Like, Grizz, you're doing a ton of these shows. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the IDSL one I do every day. Uh, every weekday I do a show at 9. Um, the, I've got uh, Stories from the Hibernation that comes out on Thursdays. That's the one where I'm reading books, which end up turning into books for patio books. Mm -hmm. And Grizzly's Growls theoretically comes out on Monday, except I'm getting kind of sloppy about those, which is one of the reasons I wanted to do this, because that way I have something to put into that stream. So if you're, do, <laughs> if you're hitting a lot of places, then, uh, you know, the more, the more content you have to point to, the more pointers there are to you. And that, uh, that can help a lot, too. I actually have to step, if you will, step away from the microphone for a moment. Do you think you can sustain the conversation without me for a bit, or should I put some music on for a second? I'm you guys want to talk show. about your show? Okay. <laughs> well, you know what? Speaking speaking of which, I had played this one the other day. I've got a tune from, uh, actually, originally from City Hayes. I remember I mentioned him being on Twitter. Uh, that features LeVar Thomas, who I originally countered on Twitter. And actually, LeVar was the one that told me about the piece from, uh, from City Hayes. It's a thing called On My Way. And it's from City Hayes. And it's featuring... LeVar Thomas. And I'll be back, uh, I don't know how long this is, but hopefully I'll be back before the song ends. But if, like I say, if I'm not back by then, just talk amongst yourselves, okay? LeVar Thomas okay. and City Hayes on my way. Text message, hey, what's good for caressing? I'm on my way, baby girl, one second. Hopped in the shower, clean for proper dressing. I feel good, so fresh. Smile on my face, I reply to the text like, hey. 
baby Don't worry about a thing cause I'm on my way I'm about to leave right now, that's what I told her I grabbed my soda and my keys off the sofa My CDs are big and J-Hova Then it's off to the train since I ain't got a Rover I'm so original, something like retro Still the same haze with wheels or a metro It don't matter, it's still our day Don't worry about a girl cause I'm on my way Let's ride Outside her crib, I stand by She steps out her crib and walks by She's more than meets the eye, she's so fly But she looks mad, I know what's wrong I can read it in her face that I took too long Damn, I know I took a while But here's a little something that should make you smile Will you be my friend? Girl, if I was your pad, would you be my pen? LOL, don't treat me like trash Why you wanna put me on blast? That's not cool Look, babe, all I wanna say is invite me once more And I'll be on my way on time from City Hayes featuring LeVar Thomas. See, I made it back. Nice. Wow. <laughs> I'm so darn smooth, gosh. But, uh, <laughs> see, no, and, and the thing so is... You're so smooth. <laughs> <laughs> and you see, that way, uh, I got some music to play on my show. I promoted City Hayes. I promoted LeVar Thomas. I'm going to mention on Twitter that I played their tune again. And then they'll mention that I played their tune again, and then I'm going to turn around and turn this whole thing into another podcast. I mean, it'll be on BTR. Uh, I'm going to take the whole thing again and edit, edit it into um, a regular Grizzlies Growl, so it'll be out on that stream, and it'll have the music, and we'll have a good discussion about promoting podcasts and so on, which I know a little bit about, I guess. And uh, so, like I say, just basically connect everything to everything else, and that's, uh, that's, that's, I, I guess that's kind of the secret of it. So, but uh, one nice feature about doing this uh, via Skype 
of course, is that I'm able to use, I've got some software called CallBurner, which uh, <clears throat> does a nice, a nice recording of the whole call on Skype, and it actually does it in two different monaural files. It's got one file with just me on my end of the phone, and another file uh-huh. with you guys on that end of the phone. And uh, like I say, if I start talking over somebody, I can edit out the part where I talked over them and vice versa. And uh, what I usually do with, um, with, uh, w- with the music shows, and probably with this one in this case, is edit out the part where it plays, it on, plays the music on, the, on that end of things and put in the original music so that I get a nice, good quality recording of me talking and replace the music with a good quality original recording of the music. So... Like I say, you can produce a regular podcast out of that. So, well, I'm, like I said, I'm new to, new to, to um, podcasts. You know, I always wanted to do one, but you know, I don't really know how to focus and do it. You know, I just know how to do blog talk radio, and I barely know how to do that. So, well, you know, you're only a month in. You'll get oh, better yeah. at it. Still early. The more Dave, you do yeah. it, the better you get at it. Yeah. And try things. And don't be afraid to try things because you just never know what's going to work. What might work for me might not work for you. What what works for you might not work for me or, or, or for Grizz. Oh, yeah. You know, we all have different audiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I've been able to do the, some, of the, some of the voice acting things and whatnot, too, and, which is not for everybody. But uh, using doing the voice acting things again gives me yet another thing to link back to my original stuff and so on. So all in all, none of it, you know, everything connects to everything else. And, uh, you know, try th- like basically when I started out, I, you know, I'm still using Audacity, which is a free audio editing software. Uh, and when I started I out, too. I, sorry. It's what I use too. Yeah. What is it? Audacity. Yeah. Ah. I believe the link would be. Let me type this in the in the in the in the um. It'd be a dot audacity dot source. Forge dot net dot dot org dot net. I'll have to look. One sec. It's a big file. It's It's not huge. It's um. It's not huge, but if you're doing audio, you better have some space. <laughs> Here it is. Audacity.searchforge.net. Yeah, you basically, it does, uh, the program itself isn't very big, but I uh, ended up, you know, I ended up saving my my working files from that, and of course you want to be able to import your music, so you're going to have to have some place to put that, and so on. It does a lot of stuff. So it's got a lot of capabilities, and you don't necessarily use all of them all at once, or uh, initially you may not know what most of them are, but um, it's a very useful tool. And like I say, once you, once you fiddle with it, and that's, that's really the best way to learn how to use it, is just mess around with it for a while until you actually get to the point where you, uh, where you understand what it can do. And then, like I say, you might not use a lot of the features anyway. You don't really have to know what a lot of them are, but uh, the ones that you do use, you'll be using right. all the time. And eventually you'll... Right do I download Beta? Sorry. Uh, what do you, What do I download? Which version of it? Do I uh, download 1.3.8? 1.3.8 is the beta version, mm-hmm. and and um, 
Um, if you've got 2,000 XP or Vista, um, it works on all three. If you have something lower than that, 98 or ME, um, you, you have to go to the version 1.2.6. Yeah. But uh, the newest version that's out is very clean use. And, I had, and the first version that I was using was the 1.2.6. And it did have some crash problems occasionally. Um, but um, the 1.3.8 has been just a great little program. And as long as you're Windows-based, PC-based, um, Audacity is probably the best free one. Yeah. And, and I was using Adobe Audition. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's you know, Audition. I believe is is considered to be a, a more uh, considered to be a more capable program. And like, say, if you've got it and that's what you're used to using, then that's what you should probably use. Do you know what they use in use in your uh, in your school? It's it's Adobe, and I did download it, but it's like three hundred dollars or or two hundred dollars with a student discount. I had yeah. the thirty day version. That's why I was able to do like little liners and promotions. And mm-hmm. so now I don't have it. So now I'm going to download this thing, and maybe it will work. Yeah. Tech, yeah. Tech. Once you once you download Audacity, um, I and I have the Adobe one, and I also have Cakewalk and a couple of other programs. But Audacity is so easy to use. I don't even know why I would go fiddle with any of the other ones. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> Audacity is easy, and once you get used to the the tools and where they're located within Audacity, you can do a lot of things. Oh, you yeah. can turn, yeah, you can turn like an audio drama story that you're doing, and, and that's kind of what I stick to. It's what we, it's what I do. It's what kind of what Grizz does too mm-hmm. with patio books is, is, you know, produce a, a, a story with full soundscape and, and different voices for the characters and, and sound effect drop-ins and, and Audacity allows me to do all of that. I just did a piece this week that's going to come out on HorrorAddicts.net um, in, I don't know, three or four weeks, I guess her next show or something. And the story was good, but once I got the soundscape in and I started dropping in the gunshots and the other things that happened inside the story, oh, my God, it came to life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and it is fun. It's fun to play with. Technically speaking, the 1.2.6 version is what they call the stable version. That's supposed to be the one that you know is going to work every time. It doesn't necessarily, but that's what, that's the theory anyway. The 1.3.8 is the beta version, which theoretically isn't necessary. It, it might fail every now and again because it's a beta version. Uh, but I have been using that for all of my audiobooks because it does uh, something called... Um, joint stereo, which uh, is required for what I do, what we do on patio books, and uh, that um, so, and it does that natively. It just does does that straight up. So, the uh, it, that can be worthwhile. I'm in the middle of trying to extend the show because, like I say, we're in the middle of talking about stuff. I don't know if I'll need the more time, but I'm going to extend it anyway, just in case, because it was about to shut us off. So, <laughs> yeah, that's another well, thing you have didn't to keep. Didn't even know you've been on so long. Yeah. Well, like I say, I, I put in for an hour, and then we just ate, ate it right up there. But, yeah, that's uh, it's a very... Okay, now we've got more time. Like I said, we don't necessarily have to talk for an entire another hour, but we can. So we don't just get, get, get all of a sudden dropped. So I figured I would do that. But, um, yeah, and that's another thing, too. If you are comfortable with that sort of thing, uh, another thing you can do is maybe do 
uh, maybe do some voice acting uh, in you know some of the audiobooks. Not not necessarily all of them do. One of the things about the about the books that they do on PodiaBooks.com is most of them are basic. Well, in most cases, are first novels from people that uh, don't necessarily have a straight up uh, publisher to publish their book yet, but they do want to get it out in front of an audience and demonstrate that they can have an audience. So and they build will. A Sorry. And build a platform. Oh sure. Yeah, and get 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 it's something. It's really about platform building. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get a get a presence. These days, you really do need to have some kind of an internet presence to promote a promote a book. So they will pr- record their books, and a lot of them, of course, just do straight up a straight up reading of their book. The author reading the book, and they may get a little music and whatnot. But a lot of people too do a reading of their book with other people playing the other voices. So that, like, for example, I wouldn't have to read all the female parts in the book, which might be a nice feature sometimes. Yeah, and with your voice, that could be difficult. Yeah, sometimes. I've done it, but it sounds about like T did in the original, T. Morris did in the original uh, Moravi, some of the female parts. Mm-hmm. But um, there's a, there's there are people that can do that, and some of us not so much. But, yeah, if you're comfortable with things, have, have you done any acting, uh, Kelly, at all? Um, like back in high school, I was in some plays, but I haven't acted since high school. Okay. I was well, like I mean, four years ago, three years ago. Okay. Well, one thing that you can get, you can, if you, you know, if you're comfortable doing it, is maybe try out for some voice roles, uh, possibly through audiobooks. But there's a lot of a lot of places now do, on the web that are doing audio dramas, and uh, I've done a few. And that's another way, again, again, you are, you know, of course, getting, getting yourself out there, which is nice. You are also able to link back to the show when it, when it finally comes out. Um, and they will quite often link back to you. So that's another promotional aspect, linking back to our original topic of promotion, promoting podcasts. If you, are, if you are in those places, you have other places that link back to where you are. So that's oh. a possibility. Mm-hmm. And of course, if you're you going, guys, if you're going to be doing, um, you know, if you want to get, if you want to turn your blog talk radio show into a podcast, the way I do it, I would get away from doing the commercial music thing because honestly, you're not quite as safe on that as you think you are. I suspect, and you might yeah, want to, because yeah. yeah. But I know, my, um, my teacher was my teacher was like, you know, my teacher was like, you should learn how to do. Product production because I wanted to be an on-air personality and he's like you know you should learn how to do production so you mm-hmm. can do a lot with it like you, you could do advertisements so I thought mm-hmm. like well you know if I play around with promotion and you know how I do production maybe I can go into advertisement one time you know instead of being you know being an on-air personality and also production and promotion you know I think sure. podcasting is a great way to get comfortable behind a mic and yeah. to get comfortable with what your presence is on air because we're all different and you're going to bring something different to your show than somebody than anybody else could because mm-hmm. it's your personality and this is a way for you to start building that confidence and definitely learn how to do some production it couldn't hurt i I didn't think that I, when I first started editing to put to put my book up on PatioBooks.com, I was like, oh man, I gotta edit all this. I have to edit 
34 episodes, each of them almost 40 minutes long. I mean, this is going to take me forever. And what I found was I love editing. (laughs) I I like it. I like radio editing, like writing for, like, commercials and stuff like that. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like I say, once you get used to it, the other thing too you can look at, um, like I say, you have the Blog Talk Radio thing going. Technically, you are producing a podcast there because there is an RSS feed associated with the Blog Talk Radio thing. But the files that they save for you are um, monaural files at an extremely low bit rate. And if you listen to the recording itself and the music that you're playing on there, it sounds like crap, quite frankly. <laughs> The recording is just not that good. The original show, listening to it live, is usually fine. But when you listen to their recording, they're of, they're, the bit rates are just too low to get any quality uh, out of the music, which is why I go back and I, I create my own edit of it. Um, so if, And if you're going to be doing it, like say you mentioned that you know, you're doing your shows just by calling out on your phone, which is fine. That's what they're set up for. But, mm-hmm. like, say, doing what I'm doing with, I've got a better quality microphone, a little um, USB microphone, uh, which I, was actually a Christmas gift. And I'm using Skype to get into it so I can use my computer for that. Because you know, I know you mentioned you had the hum problem with your microphone on your computer. If you do it with yeah, a decent microphone, if you go with a decent microphone, you can get much better sound with it. And if you can do that, you can improve the audio quality on your Blog Talk radio shows and be able to do better sounding stuff when you're producing uh, producing pre-recorded stuff if you want to do a podcast. There's actually ways of doing that without investing much or anything in uh, as far as ongoing stuff. Um, that's that's, yeah, a, that's that's another topic in itself. Yeah, that's a whole other topic. I mean, a, equipment purchase and what it is that you should have in order to produce a relatively decent podcast that doesn't have a lot of background noise and hums and and the other things that we all have in our homes because that's where we're doing this from. Um, And I use my telephone when I call into my BTR shows. Uh, I don't use Skype. I I use my regular telephone with with a headset. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to hold the phone to my ear and I'm just talking into a headset. I, I hold it up to my ear. Yeah. So... Maybe you want to invest in a cheap $19 decent-sounding headset. Maybe, yeah. I'll look into it. Because that way you're not moving the phone around and you're not getting that noise of you moving the phone around. And you can adjust the, the, the headset so that it's picking up the best it can for you and producing pretty good quality and it doesn't, you know, you're not getting the breathing in the mic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a difference. That makes a difference, too. And you can get a pretty decent, you know, may not be the world's most wonderful microphone, but you can get a pretty decent microphone for, for uh, you know, say, say 20 bucks. That would be better than just using your phone, too, which would be a, which would be a nice option uh, for, you know, for the Block Talk Radio stuff, for other recording stuff that you're going to be doing. Uh, I put a link I in the... Cool. Sorry, go ahead. I, I saw people. I saw people on uh, eBay that were selling slightly used snowballs uh-huh. for 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 like twenty five bucks. I mean, that's nothing. Yeah. And it's a good little USB mic. Mm-hmm. And you know, they 
they sit on a table, and as long as you know you you know how to, you're not bumping onto the table a whole lot. It's going to sound pretty good. Yeah, okay. yeah. I put a link in the uh, in the in the chat room, by the way. For a book by a friend of ours by the name of T. Morris, a couple of friends, uh, Evo, uh, T. T. Morris, uh, Evo Terra, and I think Chuck Tomasi was on that one too, uh, called Podcasting for Dummies, mm-hmm. which is from the four dumb, the nice folks at dummies.com. And uh, that one is a very good starting point for information on that. I actually went out, I went to uh, Amazon.com the other day and uh, got four different books on podcasting. A lot of the stuff I already knew because I just just by fooling around for an extended period, but it's a good good way to cover all of the bases, uh, so that you know all the little stuff that people don't think to say because well everybody already knows that. Um, and it's, yeah, it's good. and when you're starting, you really don't. I mean, yeah. you know, it's 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 hit or miss. You know, T T Morris is going to be on Patio Racket next Monday at six o'clock, and we're going to be talking about his new book, All of Twitter. Oh yeah, yeah. He's got that. Uh, he did a book. He did a book specifically about Twitter, which um, I'm kind of back and forth whether I want to get that one because I already know how to use Twitter. I don't need any books on Twitter, but uh, then again, you never know. But yeah, that would be. Um, you know, he's he's basically been podcasting since forever. Uh, as and he was one of the one of the first people that podcast an audiobook. And if you want somebody to ask questions about podcasting and so on, he's not a bad person to ask. So if you and happen to be around, gonna, he's going to be on the show and and he'll be answering questions. Awesome. So, so uh, jump onto my Twitter stream so that you see the thing come up. It's um, Patio Racket at Patio Racket at Patio Racket. Mm-hmm. It's P O D I O R A C K E T. And then you can come on and meet the team monster. <laughs> I would love to. Gosh, yeah, this is Rhonda, right? Yeah, my name's Rhonda Carpenter. Okay. Yes, I found you. Yeah. And you what I'm thinking about. What was that name of the book? The book that you did again, Rhonda? Oh, my book. Yeah. The mark. The mark of a druid. Yeah. Fantasy fiction novel about. Um, about past life regression and how um, we're all connected, whether we know it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, do that one. Do that noise, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I need, I need my, I need my theremin to do it properly. But uh, yeah, there. Um, like I said, there's an awful lot of people that are very good resources on, um, on you know, on uh, podcasting and how, as she has spoken. And uh, there's a group on Yahoo Groups, which is, let's see, I forget what the link is, but the group, there's actually a group called Podcasters on Yahoo Groups, which is uh, a, uh, a, a you know, email discussion group um, on Yahoo Groups that is specifically about podcasters and podcasting and what you do and what you don't do and what works and what doesn't work and that sort of thing. And if you ever need a whole heck of a lot of people to ask about those things, they're a good group to ask. And that's where I learned a lot. And I, I can I can still remember when I first um, when I was first thinking about doing a podcast, and I went on and on and on thinking about it and talking about it and being anxious about it and worrying about it. And um, 
I think it was Steve Ely who actually jumped on me finally. He said, well, just go ahead and do one, okay? Just just do one, and once you do the first one, then the rest of them, you know, the, after you've done the first one, it's it, it's all downhill from there, so to speak. But uh, it's a good, it's a good, that's a good, that's another good resource. There's lots of people. Um, my experience has been that uh, overall, podcasters are more than happy to answer any questions you have. Um, if it's a question that's been asked three million, three million times, then you'll usually get the one guy in the group who says, well, they've already asked that. Why don't you just look in the archives? Google it, why don't you? But, you know, that happens everywhere. I, but, that, uh, that doesn't happen often, though. I, no, I really haven't, haven't found that that happens often. Most, most of the podcasters out there are more than willing to, you know, step up and say, oh, no, 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 hey, if you do this, you might get a better try doing this or that, and... And, you know, it's all about us all being together and spreading the word together. And I've really had a, a, a really great experience podcasting over the last year. It's been phenomenal. Awesome. Did you start out as Blog Talk or did you start out, like, somewhere else? I started out podcasting my novel, The Mark of a Druid, on podiobooks.com, and then when it it came to a conclusion. I finished it, and the last episode, you know, cranked out in mid-February, as the print version was coming to Amazon. And you know, I was busy marketing, and I kind of made some friends in the mentoring community at PatioBooks.com. And and Heather and I kind of were talking one day, and I was like, "Now what? I don't want to stop. I don't want to stop podcasting. I really love this. I love the idea that." From my home, at 6,000 feet in the middle of a national forest, I can connect with people all over the world and get them interested in new authors and what the new authors are producing. And that's really what our show is about, is about books and literature and, and you know, what's happening in the podcasting, audiobook kind of community of podiobooks.com. And where are you? You say that you're from the West Coast. What part of the West Coast are you from? Um, I'm, I'm actually in California, okay. and I live right next to Lake Arrowhead, if you know where, where that is, San Bernardino, is so, um, not, uh, so not quite San Diego, not quite L.A., so I'm like between uh, San Diego, L.A., and I'm up in the mountains well, at 6,000 feet. That's cool, I live in North California, and I'm in a small country town. Have you heard of Scott Peterson? Yes. Yeah, um, I'm from his area. Scott Peterson. He's back in the news again, that jerk. You'd be surprised. Like, I don't, you know, a lot of people are like, where? I was like, Scott Peterson. And they're like, who? I was like, yeah, Scott Peterson. <laughs> yeah, you know, the guy that was convicted of murdering his uh, wife and baby. Yes. Oh, him. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. Him. Yeah, he just hit the news again. Just last week I saw him in the news, and I was like, why are they even giving him press? They're idiots. And so I don't know. So you're in Northern California. Mhm. And so, yeah. are you close to any major cities? Uh, I'm two hours away from San Francisco, and I guess like an hour and a half away from Sacramento. Those okay. are like the biggest cities. So. Okay, so you should uh, get on some of the podcasting. Um, sites that are um, podcasting groups, because I know there's several in the San Francisco area, there's several in the Sacramento area, um, start listening to some podcasts that 
that are um, from your general area. And then start talking to those people. And a lot of times there'll be like a, a pub crawl on a Friday night or there'll be a, a podcasting meeting on a Saturday that you can get together and actually face-to-face, -face, sit down with other podcasters and meet them, and they can give you tips and great information. I know that Matthew Wayne Selznick does one down here um, probably once every two months or once every three months. They meet Southern California Podcasters Association, I think is what they call it, and they get together, and it's like a three-hour meeting, and um, they will stream the meeting, so then it's taped, and other people can enjoy it. If they couldn't make it to the meeting, you can go sit down and watch it on Ustream in Archive. And, and these guys are doing great work. They're helping people get started in podcasting, and it is a great way to build a platform, and it's a great way to meet people. And podcasting what? Like, what do I look for? Podcasting? Po podcasting group? groups. Yeah, I put a yeah, link in the... Uh, I put a link for the uh, for the podcasters group uh, for, on Yahoo in uh, in the chat room there for you. So uh, if you do the yeah. Yahoo groups thing at all, then no, I don't have Yahoo. There. Yeah, I, I, AOL. Well, it's not a big deal to go do a Yahoo group. So, and you only have to read what you want to read. Mm -hmm. You know, and make sure you set it up as a digest so you're not getting blasted every day with you know a million emails. Get it in a digest. That way you can, like, read it at your leisure. It comes okay. in by email. So if you can do email, you can do Yahoo Groups. You know, And you can okay. subscribe by email, too, if I'm not mistaken. Although I don't think I've done that in a lot of years. But it can be done still. So, But that's a worthwhile okay. group, and there's a lot of good resources there. Another thing, too, if you're close to San Francisco, what's the name of that, uh, Rhonda? What's the name of the town that Leo's in, Leo Laporte? That little town uh. just outside of San Francisco... Saint something? I can't remember. I can't remember the name of it. I'm sorry. <laughs> but he's, he, you know, I've never, I've never, I've never met him. I've never talked to him. But seems like a nice enough guy. And if he's in the neighborhood, you know, maybe you're, maybe you did, you're in the same town. You didn't know. He does like about 15 different podcasts and a radio show. And I guess he doesn't object too strongly if people show up at his at his studio and come in and say hi. And he puts you on the microphone and stuff too. I'm just saying, you know, couldn't hate. But um, yeah. he's got uh, twit, twit dot, well, twit.tv, twit.am, and he does live streaming and video streaming and all of that fa fancy schmancy stuff, too, of course. But he oh. does uh, video but streaming. I mean, doesn't, that scare you? doesn't that scare you to pieces? It scares me to pieces. Yeah. I've tried video. it a few times. I've, oh, I've tried it's it. terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I've tried it, and, and I and, and I learned something that basically there was just nothing to see because it's just me in front of a microphone, and you know who cares. But um, it might be nice, I suppose, if people actually cared what what looked like when I was doing this stuff. But the other thing too, I found out when I was I was doing um, I was on UStream, streaming a video of me on the uh, on my doing my blog talk radio show. And as it turns out, when I played the music on Blog Talk Radio, you couldn't hear it on Ustream. So you'd hear me talk and introduce a tune, and then you see me bouncing around in my chair for about four minutes. <laughs> and that was... And, you know, now, that's funny. That didn't that, exactly work comedy. out quite as 
quite as planned, you know. But uh, you know, that's that's uh, comedy. God, that's hilarious. I thought about <laughs> doing a stream. Yeah, there's a lot of really cool stuff that happens on you. Did you see what Phil Rossi did on his um, launch for Ustream? Grizz, did you see that? Do you mean when he, he was... Did, for the Crescent release, well, I didn't see his Crescent release. I did see I did see at least one song that he pl- that he sang on UStream, and uh, which it was, was actually so pretty hot. good. It was so hot. What he did was he set UStream up in his house mm-hmm. and got out his mic and his guitar, and for the launch of his book on Amazon, which actually made it to number five in horror. Oh. Can you believe it? Number five. On an Amazon rush, he kicked butt and took names. Mm-hmm. Um, he for four hours he played or, he played original and other music, um, and talked about the book. And his editor was in the live chat, and he had like a ton of people in there, and it was so much fun to um, see people interact in that way because we're all in the chat room chatting it up and talking about, oh, no, play this song, no, play this song, and, <laughs> and he's pulling up music and playing songs from over here and playing original soundtrack stuff and, uh, that he did for Crescent and, um, and selling his book at the same time. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you can do a variety of stuff, even if it isn't directly related to what you're... Uh what you're promoting, if you can do a variety of stuff, then it, you know, everything promotes everything else, like I say. So, yeah, that, that didn't hurt. And plus, it helps that he can sing and play a guitar. Me, not yes, so much. Yes, and he sings well. Oh, yeah. And he oh, sings, yeah. yeah, he sings very well. Um, and, you know, he did do an original score for Crescent. So he was playing original Crescent stuff and original Harvey that's just about to come out on patiobooks.com. He was playing original Harvey tunes which was really cool because it kind of gave us a, a view of what was coming up. And, and that was neat. And, and, and every time I think about getting in front of a video camera, I just kind of freeze. Because what am I going to do, hypnotize somebody? <laughs> well, you know. Yeah, I could make, that, somebody, I could make would... somebody fall over the floor, but, I mean, how much fun is it to watch somebody lay their limb? <laughs> Well, uh, you know, a little, little subliminal marketing for the book. You never know. It might. You never know. You got to right, try you what you try. Your eyes, but if you're driving, don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, do you guys do this, like, for, like, fun, or do you guys do this for, like, real, like, you know, you eat, breathe, and sleep podcast? Well, that depends. Me, kind of. Um, I, my, my job ceased to exist back in December. Uh, and at that time I was, you know, doing a podcast a week or so just when I had time. And since I've been laid off all this time, I've been doing the daily BTR show, which I've been turning into a podcast every day. And I've been doing the, the, uh, stories from hibernation. I'm about eight or 10 episodes ahead, ahead of the game on that. And, um, so I end up doing that. I I imagine Rhonda doesn't do podcasting every single moment of the time, although it is in the middle of the night now. So this today might be an exception, but, uh, well, today was like a really strong, uh, day for me because I was on conversations live with Cyrus Webb. He was reviewing my book and interviewing me. And then, um, I had the, the Brian Rathbone, four for four giveaway on our BTR show. 
and and then I saw you pop up, and I was like sitting here in my office thinking, I don't feel like blogging. <laughs> and I saw your thing. I saw your thing come up and go. I'm going. I'm going to go play with Grizz for a while. <laughs> but um, Patio Racket is taking up a great deal of time, and, and it's definitely a labor of love for Heather and I. Um, we're and we're we're turning out a podcast every two weeks. And we do a really short, 20-minute, hard-hitting, here's what you can get at patiobooks.com kind of podcast. And then this month, we've had 10 BTR shows. Mm. Next month is a little lighter so far because I've been kind of backing off on, I need to write my second book in the series. I'm about halfway done. So I, you know, I need some time to do that. So I've been kind of backing off on the BTR shows just a little bit in August so I can get some more writing time in. Mm. Yeah, and I've got a bunch, a bunch of stuff I really ought to be doing, but instead of doing that, I'm doing podcasts at three in the morning. But uh, <laughs> oh, oh well. But uh, uh, I, I have air time, like five. Well, I only do an hour, but I do it five, five times a week. I think it's all my time. See, that's that's a lot. I, I mean, I know when when Grizz, I knew you were doing a show every day. Mm-hmm. five days a week, I was like, holy cow. Yeah. That's well, I, a lot of air time. That's a lot of prep work. That's a lot of editing afterward. That's a lot of post-production work. Um, so you must be sleeping, eating, breathing, podcasting at this point. Yeah, that's 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 just about right. I um, Like I said, this I am going to... Uh, uh, Club flirts in the in the chat room there. Hi there. Um, but we, uh, like I say, I'm going to have to. I, I'm basically going to have to go through this and edit it to uh, something reasonably presentable for the Grizzlies Growls podcast. The nice thing about the um, about the the IDSL is that I've got a list of songs that basically I I did one search uh, maybe a year ago on GarageBand. Uh, for all the songs from all the Minnesota artists, all the indie, indie Minnesota artists that are listed on GarageBand, uh, downloaded the tune. I, I download so like I got through all the ones that they're in a, they're in song name order. Okay, that was already preset back at the beginning of things. So I download the ones I can download. I have to go through and listen to each one, and not necessarily all of it because if it sucks, I delete it, and then I don't have to upload it to BTR. But since I already know what my content is going to be and where it's going to be. I know I've got five, I've got a half an hour show. I've got five songs I play during that half hour. So I'm not creating uh, about half of the, half of the time there. I'm not creating that content because it's music and the rest of the content about the songs. I just read off of whatever they have on their garage band page and throw in a few hopefully clever comments about it. So I already know what's going to be in there. So I'm not really creating that much. The editing takes time, but I enjoy doing that. And I like the way it sounds when it when it comes out. Uh, there's a bunch of uploading and show note editing, which is kind of a pain, but uh, that's got to be done, and yeah. that's uh, pretty straightforward. So yeah, the the thing, like I say, the BTR thing is the one that takes most of the time. And since I already know what the content's going to be, and since I already have it prepared, I really it really isn't that hard once you you know once you do the prep i'm set up right now i'm set up for all my songs through tuesday next week i believe so that's that's not too bad 
And we've got Patio Racket booked out to the end of August with shows. Wow. And all of the edit, all of the interviews are already canned. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the BTR stuff is live. And um, Heather and I work really well as a team. So um, I feel lucky that we're able to, you know, bounce off of each other the way we do because if, you know, something happens and I can't get something done, she's there to back me up and vice versa. And so it works really well having a partner that you can trust and depend on. Oh, yeah. That makes, that, cause that can make a big difference. I do all my shows solo and it's it's a pair. <laughs> Like I said, that's one of the reasons I haven't been really keeping up on doing the regular Grizzlies Growls podcast, because that's all me. And I don't have prepared content for that unless I prepare it myself. Um, like I say, stories from hibernation, I'm reading from a book. And the book is already written by somebody else about a century ago, so that part's done. So all I've got to do is the reading and the recording and the editing and whatnot, and that's not too hard. Um, it's time-consuming, but it's not really terribly hard. And certainly I get a lot of editing practice that way. So, um, yeah, that's my, my new bumper for you is, is would you like Burl Ives incarnate to come and sit in your <laughs> living room? Grizzly growls. Don't miss it. <laughs> You'll have to record that one for me. I can use it. I can plug it in somewhere. Oh, sure. no problem. <laughs> no problem. I think I said it on the on the show today. Somebody was, I was like, you were there, and then you were gone in the chat room, and I was like, oh no, oh no, don't go, Grizz, don't go. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this man is Burl Ives incarnate. I'm telling you, his except, voice is so awesome. Except the beard is uh, the beard having, isn't white yet. I was having fun with your voice, and you missed it. <laughs> <laughs> You sound like someone I used to work for. I used to work for a TV station, and you sound like the owner. So I'm tripping out. I was like, are you sure it's Grizzly and not Frank? So. (laughs) (laughs) You do. You have a great voice, Grizz. You have that kind of voice that just, it rumbles right through your very soul. And when you're reading, and I love that about your books, when when you do a production of an old book, and, I mean, you, you do old books, oh, yeah. books that are like old-time literature. Mm-hmm. And it, it makes it so much easier to consume the material and enjoy it because your voice is so beautiful that it just it rumbles right through your very soul, and you're just like, oh, I'm just going to sit here and let Burl Ives talk to me. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, yeah, another one th- um Speaking of which, actually, I was going to, we, we had actually talked about that before me, recording a little a little tip for that, for doing uh, for doing public domain works and so on. And I should do that. I've been thinking about some ideas for that. But one thing I was thinking about, uh, probably the key for recording old books is keeping in mind, first of all, that when it was written, it wasn't an old book. It was a new book. And even if you look at Shakespeare... It's true that people back in those days didn't actually speak an iambic pentameter, but they did speak Elizabethan English. And an awful lot of the stuff that he wrote was written for the groundlings, for the, the poor folks that had to stand on the stand in the dirt down in, in front of the stage. And so there's plenty of stuff in there that's just plain, plain shooting Elizabethan English. And in fact, once you understand that, if you can say it as if it is somebody actually saying the stuff 
then you can even get people to understand all the dirty jokes in Shakespeare. And some people don't know that, but in fact, there's lots of dirty jokes in Shakespeare, let me tell you. Oh, yes. But, um, oh, yes. So that's, 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 that's the main key. First, you start out with the idea that, yes, this, this, wasn't, this was a new book when it was written, and it was actually written by a real person, and they were trying to say stuff. So what exactly were they saying? It's not just a matter of reading flat off the page what the words are, but, you know, what, what exactly, what are they saying, and how are they saying it? You know, it's not it's not that hard. And like I say, that's one of the one of the, one of the, one of the big advantages I have is that I have a very good microphone, which uh, works very well for me. Um, my sister got it for me for Christmas. This little uh, Samson Zoom H2 Handy recorder, which uh, oh yeah, those are supposed to be really good. Oh yeah, and it's got um, it's I mean, like I say, I can use it. But I used to use it most of the time as just a straight up handheld recorder. Uh, and if you ever listen to Biography of a Grizzly, you will notice that uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of popping and whatnot, a lot of me breathing into the microphone, because I lost the little foam uh, uh, pop filter that was on there. So, uh, Lady that was, Dylons, honey. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I've got it. I've got a regular right. one of those round store-bought pop filters now, and I've got. I went to a Radio Shack and bought a new foam thingy to put on there. So um, that makes a difference. Well, it makes a lot of difference. I really. I really appreciate you picking up the phone, and, and Kelly, Kelly, it was really nice to meet you, but my phone's going to die any second. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, you guys have a great time, and Kelly, if you have any questions, just call. All right. Thank you All so right. much. Nice You're to meet so you. You're welcome. Bye, Grizz. Congratulations on winning the book. Yeah, thank you. We'll talk to you later, Rhonda. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. And that, of course, was Rhonda Carpenter. Um, author of, she said, Mark of a Druid. I hate to say it, that's one of the one of the ones I haven't actually listened to yet. But uh, I have so many so many projects on my plate that uh, that's one book I haven't put on there. But it's the kind of book that I listen to all the time. So, but she's uh, she's very she's very knowledgeable and she's she's like I say she's learned a lot. Um, she I, I she from what she was saying she hasn't been doing it quite as long as I have, but she's learned a lot a lot. It's not that hard. But like I say, I would say. Um, the Podcasting for Dummies book is good. The uh, Yahoo Podcasters group is a very good resource. And News Free Kuskia is in the chat room here, too. Hi there. I never know what to call her. Kuskia? But, um... <laughs> I didn't mean to keep you up you all night like here. It's okay. It's okay. It's all good. I don't have to work until later, so that's all good. I'm learning a lot, you know. I just want to, you know, learn how to promote and, you know, have more, you know, listeners. It's not about the listeners. It's just, it's more about the voice and, like, what I want to share. It's not, it it seems like it's all about me, but it's not. You know, I just want to, you know, inspire people to do better in their community or do better by themselves and maybe find something in their self to, you know, they didn't think about something. Like, with music... You know, a song would remind me of, you know, I should change my ways or I should do this or, you know, I just want to do that with people and I just kind of want to get that message out. It, it That's what it is all about. It's not all about, oh, you should listen to me because I'm I'm a badass chick or whatever. It's just it's about inspiring people and helping people. Like when I play unsigned artists, you know, I, I try to have, you know, them come on a show and, you know, I put their music throughout rotation and I started a new show called Showcase where I just, I don't really talk, I just 
play the music, and, you know, I just would, you know, appreciate people that listen to me, and I, I seem to be repetitive. I'm like, thank you for listening, thank you for listening, but seriously, I'm, you know, trying to be genuine. I'm very thankful for, thankful for people for listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I try, I try, I try to remember to be, but, uh, I'm so in love with the sound of my own voice. That's probably my biggest weakness. Because I just love this microphone, and I sound so cool on it. But uh, that's my biggest weakness. But that's one of the reasons that uh, that the IDSL thing has worked out so well for me, is that I uh, already have stuff to, you know, when I have to, ex- have to actually think of my, uh, think of things to say, I tend to start stumbling and rambling a little bit, so... That's why uh, the Grizzlies Growls podcast originally was just once a week, because I really didn't have that much more to say. And uh, so, yeah, sure. it's, um, it's worthwhile. You, you know, you could, um, you know, you could certainly be looking out for things that, uh, you know, if you're, I, I, like I said, we talked about, there's a lot of good resources out there as far as the kinds of music that you can, the, the sources for music that you can be playing. And as far as that goes, I've had, you know, I've, I've been very lucky in getting convincing musicians to actually come on the show and talk to me, which is nice. And that way, like I say, you're not having to create all of your own content and come up with everything you have to say, which is, uh, which is a big advantage, too. But, um, well, I, I have no problem with that, you know. I, I've, lately, I've been, like, listening and, like, listening to music and... I, I ain't gonna lie. I've been talking to myself because it's just easier for me to act like I'm talking to other people. You mm-hmm. know, like when I'm in the car, if I'm getting ready, whatever. I talk to myself and hmm. like, oh, I'm gonna talk about this today on the show and, and this like that. And I know my mom and my friends think I'm weird, but I think it, it's helping me. I think. Yeah. Well, you know what you could do too, if you. Um, I mean, it wouldn't be impossible even with your show to do. You know, to write up some things in advance or possibly record some things in advance and that way you'd be able to you know prepare what you want to say and um you know just throw throw them into the stream while you uh, run off to grab a cup of coffee or something so that you uh, you're not necessarily having to come up with everything off the cuff uh, as you're doing it which uh that can, I, that like can it. I like coming up. i like to be you know you know uh improving because Things can come up, you know. I don't want it to be taped or whatever. I just want to be like, oh, this this is what happened. Like when you're saying hi to people that are coming in and chat, you know. I think that's really cool because you're you know, you're showing love to the chat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I mean, it's good to have other people participating because, like, for it's um, you know, most of the times when I'm doing my shows, I really don't have much of anybody in the chat room. And uh, I think like my first one, I had a bunch of people show up for, and the rest of them I don't really get that big of a big of a crowd. Now I'm, you know, tonight I, tonight I probably had more people in the chat room than I've had in uh, in uh, several weeks on the regular show. But of course, my my regular show is only a half an hour, so nobody has time. By the time they show up, I'm about done. So uh, speaking of which, any other questions that come to mind? Nope. I just want to thank you for letting me come on and ask you guys questions. I'm learning a lot, and me and CSE, thank you so much, because we're new at this, we're new at podcasting, and you, we're new at broadcasting. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's just basically, you know, I've learned stuff in school, now I just have to put it, you know, all together, and I have to execute it, and I'm just probably having trouble executing it. 
Yeah, and even the one thing that uh, just to get the practice in front of a microphone, um, not necessarily for any other use, but uh, you could try uh, maybe rec- recording some uh, rec- recording from recording from a book, just so you have something material to work from, and you have something pre-written to work from. You could. Um, since you've been looking at the possibility of, of learning to record advertisements, if you find an advertisement with a significant amount of text in it, in a magazine or whatever, you could try recording yourself reading that, uh, reading that advertisement and see how you can make it sound like a commercial. Uh, one thing that you can do with the, um, when, when, when you're using Audacity, of course, is see how it works to add music into things. One thing with, with Audacity, you have the ability to use what's called the envelope tool so that you can have music come up. And you'll hear that on some of on, on my promos and such, too. Um, you can have the music, you know, come up full before you start talking and then bring it down really low to be in the background while you're talking. When you're done talking, bring it back up again. That's... Uh, it's called the envelope tool, but it's it's easier to point at than to try to explain where to find that. But once you fiddle with Audacity for a while, you'll certainly find that sort of thing. And you can see how those things are actually done so that when you do have a piece that you want to have the music in the background on, you'll know how to how that could be done. And like say, for your BTR show, if you did have something that you wanted done that way, you could always pre-record it that way. And throw that into the system so you could have the background music in there. I don't know really, because, I mean, BTR does not give you a lot of flexibility as far as setting levels is concerned, especially when they are already playing. It's uh, it's really, you can't really do much of anything with them, and I don't really like their mechanism. I want to find a better mechanism for playing music on my show. I'm looking at the possibility of, once I can afford it, getting a an external mixer uh, there's one call from Alesis that I really, really, really want, maybe next Christmas, <laughs> called, it's an Alesis, Alesis Multimix, uh, Multimix 8 Firewire, which will plug into my Firewire part of my computer, and I can use that for, um, for, I think I can figure out a way to play the music off of my computer, run it through the mixer, then back into Skype, which will go off to BTR, and I'll be playing all the music on my end, so I can do... A little bit more to control the levels and so on, but it's um, yeah. I don't like levels at all. Yeah, but you can, uh, you like say you can pretty much however much money you have, you can pretty much manage to spend it all on podcasting if you really want to go that route. But you can do reasonably, <laughs> you can do reasonably well with with relatively little money. Get a decent but not really fancy microphone. Um, Rhonda mentioned the snowballs, which are supposed to be pretty good. A good, you know, good USB microphone might, might, uh, because the a USB microphone is actually acting as a separate sound card, so you don't really care how well the sound card on your computer works because you're not using it. So you use the the USB microphone as your sound source, and ignore the fact that your sound card on your regular sound card on your computer can record, and that way you get the quality from that. So and that would get rid of that hum problem that you have. Uh, oh, I've got somebody, okay. somebody on the line here. We've got a few minutes left. Let's see who that is. Uh, might be Barb. I'm not sure. Let's find out. Hello, who's there? Hello. My name's Bill Clinton. How you doing, Grizzly? Okay, and yourself? I'm just fine. I love your show, man. Just wanted to say I love the show. Well, thank you. You're out in the chat room there, too? 
No, I'm not in the chat room. Okay, okay. Well, I appreciate your uh, appreciate your taking the time to listen. This was kind of sort of an ad hoc effort. Uh, I was uh, talking to yeah. talking to Kelly over on her show on uh, flaws and all, and she had a few technical difficulties over there. And I thought it'd be a lot easier to talk uh, talk over the phone rather than rather than talk to uh, try, you know, try and do, cover everything in the chat room. So, although we covered some stuff. Well, there you go. Yeah. So what uh, what brings what brings you about uh, at some at this ridiculous hour of the morning? Just browsing the internet, you know. Okay. okay. Browsing the internet, stumbled across your show, and uh, you seem like a pretty cool dude. Yeah, like I say, I appreciate Thank you. Thank you. Where are you still now? Excuse me. Bill, where are you at now? Where are you? You know, are you in your home? Or are you somewhere overseas? Right now, right now, I'm at my home in Arkansas. Okay. You don't live up in Washington with Hillary? No, no, no. She has her own place out there. I, I stay near, you know where the Clinton Foundation is? That's in, in the capital of Arkansas. I live out here. Mm. So is is it true that Chelsea's actually going to get married? I'm not allowed to divulge any of that information. Mm-hmm. Can, neither confir- okay. can neither confirm nor deny. That's right. Yes, I have to speak to the press secretary about that one. Uh, we'll look into that and uh, yeah. we'll have a statement for you in the morning. But uh, you know your your <laughs> that's right. Yeah, you, you know your name. Your name sounds awfully familiar. Um, gosh, where does it really? Yeah, I can't think of where I've heard it though. But I think I know some people in Arkansas. At least I might. Have. I think I have some uh, listeners to my regular podcast and uh, out in Arkansas. And, uh, oh, really? Well, hello to all of them. Come on down. Check out the Clinton Foundation Library. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard it's, uh, I've heard it's, uh, I've heard it's quite, quite, quite a formidable facility in its own right. But, uh, yeah. That would be correct. Yeah, we don't, um, we don't, we have never actually had any, uh, we never actually had any presidents in, uh, from Minnesota. Lots, several vice presidents, remarkably enough, but, uh, not so many, not so much on the way of presidents. As I recall, because we had Mon- yeah. we had Mondale vice president, we had uh, Humphrey vice president. Oh, okay. Never quite had a president though. Mm-hmm. A couple of presidential candidates. We had uh, that one fellow that just kept running every year for until basically until death. He spent his entire life running for president. But um, I guess he had yeah. had good reasons for for trying to do that, you know. So, you know. Hey, Bill, are you going to run for president in two thousand twelve? Oh, no, no, no. That's too much. It takes its toll on you. It does. What about, do you think Palin should be the first female vice or female president, or do you think your wife should? Well, obviously, uh, you know, I'm a little biased towards that, but, uh, you know, I, I don't have anything to say about Sarah Palin. You know, she's going to do her thing, and, you know, that's what America's great. A woman can do whatever she wants. Yeah, well, I have a... Do you still talk to Monica? Excuse me? Do you still talk to Monica Lewinsky? 
you know, out of respect to the Lewinsky family and out of respect to, to myself and to my wife, I will not answer that question. I'm not a perfect man, but I will not answer that question. That seems perfectly reasonable to me, and uh, certainly, certainly, I'm sure, sure the intent, there was no intent to give offense in, in asking the question. But, um, None taken. Uh, but, um, no, I understand you were doing uh, some um, a, a lot of a lot of charitable. What was the thing? It was there was something. It was a project you were working on with. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think it was you and George Bush Senior were working on a on a charitable project not too long ago. I don't recall the details. Where exactly was that again? Well, well, we did the thing for the All-Star Game, you know, uh, America's All-Stars, where we pointed out the heroes. Every living president uh, did that, and that was great. But uh, I do so much work, I I don't know. Could you narrow it down for me what you're talking about? I remember. I just saw something on the web the other day, and I honestly can't remember which particular thing this was. And uh, I just can't bring it to mind for whatever reason. But... Uh, yeah. Have you considered doing any some any of the, any of the things that uh, like Jimmy Carter has been done as far as uh, uh, volunteering to oversee elections that sort of thing? I know that he uh, he was uh, it was he was very active doing those things back in the day. Have you uh, have you considered any of that as well? well Jimmy's well, Jimmy's a great guy. I wish I could live up to. I wish that when I grow to his age, I could be half the guy that he is. I mean, he's gonna be until he's dead, and he does great things for America and all over the world. But uh, you know, I'm here right now. We're just trying to uh, stay stay kind of low key uh, while Hillary's doing her thing, uh, helping out our community here in America, mm-hmm. trying to stay away from elections as much as possible. It really takes its toll on you. It really does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, basically, I think they, they say something like each year, each year as president is like, uh, it's like four, four years of a four year, four or five years of a normal life, or some people even say, even argue a decade of normal life. <laughs> Because you're just 24-7-365, you're always on the job, even when you're theoretically on vacation, you can be called on at any time to do some rather important stuff. And you don't get to say, oh, I'm I'm off today, you know, call me tomorrow. Not so much. Sorry. So, uh, yeah. It's tough. Yeah, it can be, I I imagine it can be pretty challenging. I, of course, have never been called on to be president, uh, um, probably because nobody ever heard of me, but, um, yeah, I don't think, I, I don't think it's a job I'd really want though, you know, cause it'd be, it'd be too responsible. I, I, I would, uh, I'd keep asking other people what, what, what should happen next. And if I'm going to do that anyway, I might as well just go ahead and let somebody else do the job in the first place. Save, save a little time. Sounds and like our previous administration, right? <laughs> But not to get into politics. But yeah, your point is well taken. I think. Oh no, of course not. Uh, right. But uh, yeah, the the, um, the uh, I think I think I I would have to say I think uh, Hillary's done a I have to say she's doing a very good job as uh, as Secretary of State. Um, I think that uh, one of the one of the obstacles she's facing as far as public opinion is that people expect her to be doing a lot of stuff that. Like the, as they used to say on the West Wing, and actually I've been going through on uh, on um, Netflix, reading, watching all the back episodes of uh, West Wing, and uh, yeah. one thing that they say repeatedly on there, the phrase that I've always loved from the show is, "I serve at the pleasure of the presidents," 
And bottom line, that's what she's supposed to be doing. You know, she's not supposed to be creating policies. She is supposed to be carrying out the policies uh, handed down to her. And she's certainly supposed to be able to comment to tell the truth right. on what's going on. But she's not supposed to be making those calls on her on lonesome. And I think that's exactly what she's doing. So I would have to give her appropriate kudos for that. So, anyway. Big kudos. You know, I've trained her well. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Uh, but uh, no, she's she's pretty formidable in her own right. I would I would have to say. I, I think she. Uh, I think she would have a lot of. I don't. I I don't know. I haven't really made up my mind whether uh, whether if she was running for president, if I would vote for her or not. Because uh, you know there is the uh, the first woman president thing, which of course is going to happen at least once, one of these times. But um, right. you know, I think I think the bottom line, you still have to vote for the who's the, you still have to vote for who you think is going to be the best candidate because you can't, uh, you know, you just it doesn't hurt to like the president, but it's not necessarily part of the job description, and sometimes right. sometimes the president has to do things that people don't like, and oh well, what can you do? Anyway. What can you do? Yeah. Well, anyway, I don't mean to keep you up uh, to, such, to such a late hour. I do appreciate you calling in. I know you're. I know you're a really busy man, and you have things to do in the morning at the uh, at the at the library thing. I hope that's going well. Never been to a presidential library, and wouldn't that be great if Bill Clinton actually called in? That'd be great. Yeah, that would be. Wouldn't that be awesome? Sure, sure. He's such an amazing guy. Really? You mean you mean you're not? All right, take care, Grizzly. Wait a minute, you're not Bill Clinton. I'm yeah. shocked. No, no, I, I, I had you fooled there for a second, didn't I? I'm stunned. Actually, this year's George Bedgy Book, you fooled me once, shame on twice, twice me fool me, shame again. <laughs> I'm a protect freedom here and on abroad. Like the Declaration of Impedance says, all men are secreted equal. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. No, that's the, it's really. This year's George W. Bush. Yeah, really. It's fuzzy math. Yeah, I hate to. I hate to hate, hate to lose George Bush because of all the uh, the good comedy material that went with him, but uh, yeah, you know, we get he made me feel smart. Yeah, that's, which is a good thing. I think that's one of the great favors you can do for the American people is to make is to give them someone to right, feel superior right. to. It's a it's a it's a purpose in life. You know? Uh, gee, you know, that's what I keep telling Dick. But he keeps still shooting people every day. I keep saying, Dick, it's important to keep these people alive, but he keeps shooting them in the face. Yeah, I don't know about <laughs> that. And, and, and somehow, somehow the audience becomes somewhat less responsive when you shoot them in the face, if, if you understand my meaning here. Just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, you know, um, I keep telling that to Robert Blake, but, you know, he, he's got... <laughs> People reading his books, they're they're a little less responsive after after the uh, the meet and greets. So I don't know what he does to them. But, uh, whatever. Uh, can't can't just just you really couldn't really couldn't tell you anything there. <laughs> anyway, I'm done. Right. I'm down to my last few minutes, and we got to try and put things close out the conversation with uh, with Callie and see if there's any right. any last thoughts or any last words but I do appreciate your uh, your taking the time to call in all right take care we'll chat for a bit thanks a lot thanks much take care take care well I have no more questions I've learned a lot and I just want to thank you for letting me be on your show and letting me talk and letting me listen 
Um, me and Seriously appreciate it one hundred percent. And you are welcome anytime on my show. Yeah, well I appreciate yeah. appreciate your taking two hours to talk over here. But uh, I didn't mean I didn't really mean to take an entire two hours, but then Rhonda came on and we got to talking and there was an awful lot of a lot of stuff to that topic, so but, again, your show is called Flaws and All on Blog Talk Radio, and I will try to remember to put a link in the show notes for that. I've got a bunch of other things to put in the show notes, and I've got to do a bunch of editing, and at least the Grizzly, regular Grizzlies Growls podcast that this will turn into doesn't have to come out till Monday. Uh, I've got a whole slew of people in the, in the chat room. I never had people in the chat room. What happened there? But, um, honestly, I never did quite... Sorry? Because I'm here. That must be it. Yes, this is this is your audience showing up. Here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, thank you so much, Grizzly, for having me in Seriously, and we appreciate it so much. Right. And next, you know, when we catch your show, we will totally be in, in your chat. Yeah, it's uh, 9 p.m.s on weekdays, which is you know, it's a very short show, and there really is, uh, you know, if if I had more people to chat with, I might actually make the thing go for an hour. But normally, I just do a half an hour, so. Really, by the time people find out I'm actually on the air, I'm done. So that, that, that one doesn't regularly really do a lot of that. But you know, there's the regular, you know, there's the regular podcast. That's why one of the reasons I do the regular podcast because people can jump on those about any time and listen to them when they uh, when they get a chance at grizzliesgrowls.com. But uh, thanks again, and um, well, I've got a whole three minutes left here, but I think I what what I will do. Uh oh. No, I've already actually done the two hours, and I've got the uh, man bear pig fifty four in the chat room saying that I should, dude, keep going. Well, but I'm tired. <laughs> I've been doing this all night. It's my second show of the night already. And uh, on the other hand, I do have music I could play. I don't know how long I can last. Yeah, you should probably. You, you, I don't think it lasts very long. You should get some sleep. You actually have real stuff to do during the day, anyway. I would imagine. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going out with my girls, and I have work, so. Oh, okay. Uh, well, thank you so much, Grizzly. I'm going to uh, get off this, and I appreciate you for letting me see if you step, step through and listen to you guys. We learned a lot, and again, you're welcome on my show anytime. Well, I appreciate the thought, and thanks again. I'm going to click the thing here now. Uh, folks, I do appreciate your stopping by the chat room. I do appreciate your taking the time to listen. Uh, this has been a live recording, uh, which turned out to be, turned out to be a much longer conversation than I expected, uh, which I will be putting out later as a live, uh, Grizzlies Growls podcast on my regular feed. And I've got a whole bunch of stuff to put into the show notes now. But, uh, it is at my house, uh, almost 3.30 in the morning, and I probably should do some of that sleeping business I've heard so much about. But, uh, oh my. I think I am just going to hit the button and uh, say goodnight and we'll talk at you later. Thank you for listening to Grizzly's Growls, the life and times of a minor local celebrity. If you like the show, tell your friends. If you don't like the show, tell your enemies.
Leave an email, audio, or video comment on the website at grizzliesgrowls.com. This show was provided under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. Talk at you later.